This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. My name is Stephanie and I'm here to talk about being a late bloomer. All right. So Stephanie, how old are we and why do we consider ourselves a late bloomer? Uh, so I'm 32. I actually just turned 32 today. Happy, um, oh my God. <laughs> today's your birthday? Yeah, today's my birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank wow. you. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would consider myself a late bloomer. Um, never had a boyfriend, never been in a relationship, that kind of thing. I've dated kind of like here and there, but like nothing ever like serious has come out of it okay what is your goal with dating relationships like where do you want to be or where did you think you would be at this age uh I definitely thought I would have been in like maybe at least one long-term kind of serious relationship by this age I have so many friends that are like married or like in like 10 year long relationships and like I have just like barely made it past a second date at this point. Um, I also feel like my career kind of gets in the way too. Um, I don't 
necessarily have a lot of time to date when I'm working in the film industry. So mm. it, it kind of gets a little nuts. Um, but I do try to make the time. Um, so I thought I would definitely have some sort of relationship at this point. Have you been working in the film industry the whole time you've been working? Pretty much, yeah. I've been in the industry since like 2016, so. Okay, wow. And what what has that looked like? Like, What is it about working in entertainment that is so demanding, time-consuming? Uh, so typically it's like 60 to 70 hour a day, like weeks. Um, so I'm like Monday through pretty much what we call like fratter day. Uh, cause I would end up working night shift. So I'd go in on like a Friday night at like four o'clock and then get done at like four o'clock Saturday morning. So it doesn't really leave me a lot of time to do things, um, let alone date someone. Yeah. Has it gotten better as you've gotten older and maybe had like higher positions in what you're doing? Or is it still, it's just, it's the nature of the job. Uh, it's just the nature of, of the game, unfortunately. Uh, I think the higher up you get, like the more responsibility and the more time it actually ends up taking. Um, sure. So I I think that doesn't help, but the pay is good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, listen, there are definitely benefits. And it's I feel like it's an industry where, you're in it because you love it mm -hmm. and that definitely helps and it definitely lets you make excuses for it taking over your life as well yeah yeah I will yeah. literally disappear from the world for like a couple months at a time and come back and my friends are like oh you're still living like we can go hang out now like <laughs> you're done <laughs> yeah I feel like this is something that even for anyone who's not specifically in the entertainment industry this is really really big to talk about because there are so many different types of jobs that are so demanding. And I hear people all the time say like, oh, well, I'm in med school, I'm in law school, or I'm uh, an assistant to this person in this field where I don't have time to date, but I want to be dating and I want to be taking steps forward to find my person. But I just like, I, I literally can't. Mm -hmm. how, how have you tried to like find that time or how have you seen other people in your industry do it? It's usually ending up being with someone that's in the industry. In the industry. That usually yeah. like is like really the only way it works out. So I've seen people like on jobs, like get together with people on other jobs and like it sort of work out. And then other times it really doesn't. And then it's weird when you're like halfway through a job and then they broke up and they're still there. And it's like, I don't know if that's something I want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's almost like it's funny to watch from a distance. Mm -hmm. It's like we enjoy other people's drama, but not our own. Yeah. 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 Okay. So how do you feel like being a late bloomer in dating has really like impacted you and your life and, and your goals as a whole? I feel like because I've been a late bloomer, it's like I've been so like career driven because I'm just like, oh, like it's not happening for me or like I'm the one who doesn't get chosen and like a group of like other people. And so it's just like, all right, well, I'm going to keep doing my own thing and like go after this career. And then like after a while, it's just like that's still like a thing that I really want. Um, and it's something that like I need to like. I guess, work in more uh, into my like schedule and like just like really make a point of like, hey, you've said that like you want to have like a long term committed relationship and like you want to do these things. So like you got to like be out there. So it's it's tough. 
do you think the longer you've gone on not being in a relationship, it, does that make it harder to put yourself out there and, and take those steps to try and do it? Or does it make it easier almost where you're like, okay, well, I've made it this far and I'm like, okay. Like how does that impact you? Cause I, I hear people at 23 being like, Oh, like SOS, Alana, I've never been in a relationship. I'm like, you're 23, yeah. you know? So <laughs> I'm curious like what that progression has been like as you went through your twenties and you're now in your thirties. I feel like in my twenties, I didn't really care as much. Um, I feel like I was just kind of like, Oh, well I'm like doing my thing. And like, if it happens, it happens. And I still kind of have that attitude now, but like, as I'm getting older, I'm like, this is something that's important to me um, to like have that companionship. Cause it's, it's not the same thing as like having friendships and like these familial relationships and like, my friends and I like talk about it all the time because they're they're in like committed. I have like one single friend. Uh, <laughs> like the rest of them are in like they're married. They're in long term relationships, and so it's just like they're like, oh yeah, like you know it'll come. And I'm like, please don't say that to me. First off, <laughs> like it, like so worst thing you could say to somebody like it'll come when it comes. Like you have to love yourself first. Like no, dude, like it's completely <laughs> different. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so it's just like hard to like get them to understand that and like and so like my one single friend is like the one who like she's like no I get it like it's it's a completely different like kind of vibe and like situation uh, versus just like being surrounded by friends and like going doing things by yourself like we're humans we all want that companionship um so it's I think now like being 32 uh <laughs> it's it's more of like I'm more into like the loneliness of it now where it's just like everybody's kind of like doing their thing and like with their partner and I'm just like little old me over here like still on my career track that kind of thing. Yeah. What do you wish your friends in relationships would say to you about it? We know what we don't want them to say, but what is there anything if they were to either give ex advice or say why thing that would like actually make you feel good or make you feel like seen I think just like trying I guess to see it from like my perspective because they're like for the, the most part they've been in this relationship for a long time they've been married for five six years or they've been dating somebody they've been dating since they were 16 in high school so it's like that like just to like look at it especially now with like the dating scene is like and like how hard it is and it's like most of it's online you can't really meet people like in person and like there's like a whole bunch of other things going on just for me personally but to try and see it from my side I think would would be helpful a lot of the times it just gets like brushed off yeah I actually I was at lunch the other day with a few friends and one just got married I'm getting married this year and one just moved in with her boyfriend and then the the last two are single and we were talking about dating and my friend who just got married got married to somebody that she met in college and i really appreciated one thing she said which she was like i can't even pretend to know what you guys feel like like i've never dated like i it sounds horrible i don't know how you do it it seems so hard but like i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i know what that's like and that i know what you're going through because i don't and I had a lot of respect for her saying that because it's true. She never dated. She met her person in college and 
they dated each other, but she never had to download a dating app or make yeah. a profile or get ghosted or anything like that. And so I do think there is something to be said for just acknowledging where you're at versus somebody else and where you've been versus somebody else, because we can try to put ourselves in other people's shoes all day long. But first of all, we've ne- like, no one's ever actually had the same exact shared experience. So you can't, mm-hmm. but you might not even be some like anywhere close to the same size if you haven't been through those things. Yeah. What is it like with you and your one single friend? Like, are you guys able to encourage each other or like tag team dating, anything like that? So she lives far away, um, but so it's like a long distance kind of uh, thing, but she's great. Like we talk about issues that like come up with dating and like she has like issues with like her exes like returning into her life. <laughs> and it's just like, so it's like we have that like kind of like camaraderie between the two of us. Um, yeah. And she like, she like definitely gets it when it comes to like online dating because she's doing the same exact thing as me. And she's just like, like that didn't work out. Or like there's been a couple of dates that I've been on like that have like been like three or four hours and she was like why did you go on the date for three to four hours like if you weren't like feeling the vibe and I was like I don't know how to date like I just like <laughs> like I'm just kind of like okay like we're out here doing a thing and then I go home and I'm like yeah no that wasn't good like <laughs> yeah yeah you guys know that I struggle with confidence I'm always my biggest critic and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol and so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 dollars off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed 
for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. No, I, I ask, and, and even though it is long distance, I'm so happy you have each other. And I think it is so important for anyone who's single at any age to have at least like one single friend that they can commiserate with. Mm-hmm. And even if like your friend isn't exactly in the same boat as you, where it sounds like they have been in relationships in the past, like now you can hear their stories of like, yeah, my crazy exes are back. And you're like, oh, well, at least like I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you wish... Like if you were to go back to your 20s, would you do anything differently? I think I would have tried to like date more. Uh, so like I didn't really make it a priority. And so like I didn't really like put myself out there like I have been from like 28 on. Um, and so I think I would have done that and been like, hey, like I'm going to go to the bar and like just give it a shot. Like that kind of thing is I didn't do that. I was just kind of like, eh, I'm doing my own thing. Like I'm working or I'm working on like my own side projects or hanging out with friends. Like I didn't really care. <laughs> I feel like maybe I should have tried a little bit, like not just not to like get into a relationship, but to like to have more dating experience. Cause I didn't really start dating until I was like 28. And so it's just like, I had that one date at 28 and then I went a couple months and had another date at like 29. So I probably had like maybe six dates in total so like very little experience like I have no idea what I'm doing but I feel like nobody does <laughs> well, I was about to say let's talk about that because I know people who are like notorious first daters and they've been on hundreds of first dates but they're not any closer to meeting their person than you are mm-hmm. you know just because you've been on fewer dates because the reality is when you're sitting down and there's somebody new across the table that is your first time and their first time being on a date with each other. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you could have gone on hundreds of dates and yeah, maybe you'd learn certain stories that you can tell over and over and people will laugh at, but you're not necessarily going to like, there's no script you can pick up. Like, yes, I, I am completely a, a believer. Like, date, like practice dating. I think it is a good thing, but I don't think you're at such a disadvantage or as much of a disadvantage as you think for not having that much dating experience. If your goal now is to just prioritize dating, you know, I think it's a a lot about mindset and a lot about exactly what you said. Like you wish you would put yourself out there then. So put yourself out there now. Mm -hmm. 
how does that feel? How does that, where does that land? (laughs) (laughs) No, it lands for sure. Uh, Like the last, I think even the last couple of months, I've really just been on this, like, like, I know who I am. I know who I want, kind of like what I want and like kind of what I want to get out of dating. So it's like, I changed my profile around and just like made sure like upfront, like, Hey, this is like, this is what you're dealing with. Like, (laughs) this is what I want. Like this is, and if like, and then you still get the random people that are like, okay, like I want kids. I want this. And I'm like, it literally says in the beginning of my thing, I don't want kids. Like, You're not reading my profile. Like, no, I totally get that. And, but you know what? I think it's amazing that in the last 10 years or however many years you want to put it, you've gotten to a point where you know who you are and you know what you want. And I think that's amazing that you can sit here and say that and you know exactly what you're, what you want people to sign up for and what you want to sign up for. And I think that's something where when people are in a phase of just going on dates, going on dates, going on dates, a lot of them don't actually stop to ask what they really want. And a lot of people, when they're so hyper-focused on dating and finding their person, they forget to focus on finding themselves. And so while there are downsides, like feeling lonely and feeling like you're falling behind and feeling like, well, this is not where I wanted to be. You still, I think it's important to recognize all of the things that you do have and that you did get to learn along the way while you were focusing on your career and your friendships and yourself. Like, I just think there are so many people who kind of coast through life and they graduate college, they get the job, they meet the person. And then they wake up one day and they're like, wait, like I never took the time to do me and figure out what that even is. Mm-hmm. But I also know it's it's really hard to think about that and to think of that as a positive thing when there's something else that you really want. Yeah. When you do go on dates, how do you feel? Like, is it uh, a really scary thing? Like, what's what's that like? Yeah. Uh, usually it's terrifying. Um, <laughs> I get really nervous. Um, but then after, I'd say probably like the first five to ten minutes I like start to settle in I'm just like oh this is this is okay like is like I'm being myself they're being their self and we're just trying to see if we're compatible but for the most part it's like leading the day up before and like an hour like half hour leading up to the day I feel like I'm gonna throw up so <laughs> I get that it's like why did I sign myself up for this like yeah. what am I doing can I back out yeah but yeah it, it's exactly that it's just seeing like do you enjoy being in this person's company mm-hmm and I got to imagine, not I got to imagine, I know for a fact, like, I think we, when we're surrounded by so many people who are in that next phase, we feel like, oh, well, everyone is with their person. Everyone is getting married. Everyone is doing this thing or that thing. But I think more people are not. And mm-hmm. more people are actually in your boat where they were really focused on their career or they moved around a lot or had X, Y, Z family, personal health issue that they were dealing with for so long where they are in their earlier mid thirties. And now they're like, Oh, okay. I should have been focusing on that thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Now I feel like I'm a late bloomer and I'm really behind and like, how do I catch up? But I, I just think like, I know you said in your initial email, like people don't, talk about it enough. And that's why I'm so glad that we are talking about it because I I really think that there are so many people in the exact same boat as you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like this like hidden, it's more like, I think a lot of people see it as like something to be like shameful of. um, And that's why it doesn't get talked about a lot. It's just like, 
people are on their own kind of paths and like if you're you don't happen to like have that dating experience in high school it's like you're kind of seen as this like outcast of of a human which is so dumb um <laughs> but but that's like what it what it is and so then you're like jumping into the dating pool at 30 and you're and you feel like there's so many like hundreds of other people or like everybody on this dating app that you're on has like 10 years of dating experience when they probably don't like but it's just like the thought in your brain yeah it's like everyone else must be so far ahead of me or must have done this a million times and I Mm -hmm. haven't yeah do you think it's more other people like you mentioned like being an outcast if you hadn't been in a relationship in high school or, or in college do you do you think that is how people really look at it or do you think that's something that you put on yourself I think it's a mix of both so I feel like uh, a lot of it is like mainly internalized of like that fear of just like not knowing things um and especially for me with like someone who has a lot of like anxiety me not knowing something and then going into something that I don't know uh like just heightens that Um, But I also think like society also like you see it in like movies and TV shows like in the industry that I even work in. It's just like it's like those kind of outcast kids or like those late bloomers like kind of get made fun of. So it's like not a good feeling like. Yeah, I was watching a movie the other day on Netflix It was the movie after it's Mm -hmm. it was the first one. And this girl is a freshman in college and she's hanging out with her roommates friends and they kind of depict her roommate as like a badass and um they start playing truth or dare and the girl this like mean girl so the main character says truth and this mean girl is like where like where's the craziest place you've ever had sex Mm -hmm. and the girl kind of just like says pass I don't want to answer that and then the mean girl's like are you saying you're a virgin Mm -hmm. And it's this whole thing. And like, I sat there being like, this is so freaking dumb because I'd say 90% of my friends when we entered college were virgins and Mm -hmm. it was completely normal, but they carried that weight with them of like, oh no, people are going to think there's something wrong with me because of exactly like things like this. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Yeah, it's sad. It it, it sucks to that society has made people feel like there's something wrong with them if they haven't had a certain experience when I think there are a million very valid and personal reasons why somebody would not have that experience and people should be like applauding that and honoring that instead Mm -hmm. of picking that apart. What do you wish people knew about late bloomers? That's a good question. Uh, (laughs) I guess that I mean, I think that most people who are late bloomers um, 
Like, that doesn't define us. I think that's, like, the biggest thing is, like, when people hear, like, oh, you haven't had a boyfriend or you haven't had sex. Like, it's this whole big, like, shock thing and they want to, like, ramp on that. Like, I'm a whole separate person outside of this. Like, I have hobbies. I have a career. I have things that I enjoy doing. So it's just, like, that doesn't, like, make up who I am. It's just something I haven't experienced yet. And I think that's a lot of people who, like, aren't late bloomers or, like, don't, or weren't, like, outcasted for some reason, uh, like, say, like, you liked a certain type of music or, like, you dyed your hair crazy in high school or, like, something like that, like, I think a lot of people who, like, weren't outside of the norm, like, don't get that and, like, tend to just, like, harp on things. Yeah, no, I think you're completely right, and I think you made so many good points just now where it, there's, we all have certain things that we haven't done or that we've done that we regret, but those things don't define us. What defines us is everything else, who we are, the things we enjoy. And I imagine, and like we said before, like you have got taken the time to get to know yourself and you have a whole, like you have a full life and mm-hmm. of things that you love and places you go and people that you do things with and passions and things that make you, you. And this is one annoying thing mm-hmm. for you that you wish wasn't the case but it's it's just one thing about you it has nothing to do with who you are at your core and what your values are and what type of partner you could be and i think it's so important for people to realize that just because somebody hasn't had relationship experience in a romantic way doesn't mean they haven't had relationships or relationship experience at all you've had friendships you have family members you've had coworkers and classmates and teammates and so many different types of relationships that you've had to navigate. And that's something that I also like hope that you can kind of digest and remind yourself when you are feeling anxious about meeting somebody and about quote unquote an experience with dating is you are completely capable of being in a relationship and being a great partner and going on a date and having a fun conversation with somebody and getting to that next date and the date after that, because you've done that in so many facets of your life, even if you haven't done it in this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good little reminder to have too. And I also think too, it's like a lot of like, things that you would learn like in a relationship like you have to be in that relationship in order to like determine if like this partnership is going to work like you're going to learn how to like navigate like your partner's triggers and your like how their communication skills and like how your styles kind of match up so it's like even if I don't have that experience it's not going to matter for the next relationship that I get into because it's new it's a new person they have new things so it's like we're all just going to have to navigate those new things together absolutely anytime you enter a relationship that's the first time that you're in that relationship so Mm -hmm. you could have been in a completely different relationship before but that person would be entirely different. They would have entirely different, like you said, like triggers, entirely an entirely different history that impacts how they feel about certain things, that impacts the things they want. They might have a different love language that impacts how they want to be loved. And so just because you've dated one person doesn't mean that you're more prepared to date somebody else than someone who's never dated before. Mm-hmm. You just turned 32. Yes. What do you want to hold yourself accountable to this year? Like, how can you take those steps forward while also holding space for everything that you're feeling and maybe at the same time judging yourself a little less for it? 
So I think this year for sure, I definitely want to um, go out on like a handful of more dates than, than I have been. So like really like trying to either like sign up for like speed dating, which I saw and I like missed that because I happened to be working, um, of course. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe like I make time for like to like sign up for something like a speed dating or I'm like really get on the apps like a little bit more instead of like checking it like once a month, like maybe like go on it like once a week and like see if I can make a connection that way and just really trying to put myself out there more that way. Um, and I really like, want to like hold myself like, accountable for that and because I tend to not uh like when like work and stuff gets in the way it's just like oh well I can push that away push that away and then you know job's over and then time comes and I'm like I just like wasted so much time yeah well I think you're in actually a really great position where you're not feeling burnt out from the apps you're not feeling like oh well I've tried everything and it's still not working and I know people do often feel that way and that's another terrible feeling. So mm -hmm. I actually think you're in a great position where there is so much that you can do and there are so many different places you can bring yourself, not necessarily like physical places, those would be nice, but there are a lot of things that you can try doing and maybe it's a matter of like putting time on your calendar once a week and maybe each week it'll be a different time because of your schedule, but making sure that like, you're spending 30 minutes, not, not crazy, 30 yeah. minutes checking the apps, maybe having conversations. Um, maybe you have coworkers who might know people who are also single in their 30s who would love to meet you. You never know. So I think there's a lot that you can do that maybe starting to feel like you're taking control of your dating life, like that might help you on a day-to-day -day basis feel like, okay, like, yeah, I would have liked for this to happen sooner but it can still happen now because it mm -hmm. absolutely can. Like you're 32, you're really young. Like yeah. you have so much life <laughs> ahead of you to live. And I've talked to so many people on the podcast who have met their person in their thirties or in their forties. And without fail, they all say that they're so glad it happened when it did and not a week, a month, a year, a decade sooner, because they feel like they wouldn't have been ready for that person or they weren't fully in touch with who they were and what they wanted. And so I think there are so many benefits that we don't think about to being in the exact position that you're in. Not to say that makes it feel better on a day-to-day -day basis, because I'm sure it's really hard and sometimes scary and, and painful and incredibly lonely. But I think there are benefits and things that you can feel good about at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely think reaching out to my friends too to like ask about other people like I haven't done that yet and like my one friend is like she's in the fashion industry like there's like so many like different venues of like people that are within like kind of my same schedule but not necessarily within my same industry that could work so that's mm -hmm. that's a good idea <laughs> we're gonna do this again on your birthday next year <laughs> and we're gonna hear all about all the things you did this year and how yeah. great it was and how much you learned and all the people maybe the person that you met um and I can't wait is there anything that from one late bloomer to all the other late bloomers listening that you want to share um I think just really just keep sticking true to yourself like don't like listen to like what other people have to say 
Like, you do you. Find the thing that makes you happy. Like, I do, like, sword fighting and yoga and, like, all this other stuff that kind of, like, fulfills me outside of this. And, like, I've met people that way. So it's, like, just go do the things that you enjoy doing and you're bound to meet people. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god, I want to do sword fighting. <laughs> it's so much fun. I literally like saw it in like an ad locally, like, and I was like, oh, like that sounds cool. Like, let me go try it out. And like, you know, my normal anxiety, like I'm gonna hate it. And then I went there. I've been doing it for like over a year now. It's been the best thing I ever signed up for. Oh my god. Okay, wait. Is it like in Parent Trap? Um, that's sort of like that, but we use like uh, katanas and uh, so like larger big swords. And then I'm also like we spar each other, so we have like full foam, like foam gear that we use, and we beat the crap out of each other like once a month. It's a lot of fun. That sounds incredible. I need to come. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Wow, yeah. amazing. Oh my god. Okay, I'm putting that on my bucket list for this year. I love it. <laughs> amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I know this isn't the easiest topic to talk about, but I think you did it so beautifully and. There's so much that I, I can only imagine everyone listening is just like nodding their heads and like feeling <laughs> really seen right now. Before I let you go, I have to ask, what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Ooh, best piece of dating advice I ever received. Um, hmm. That's a good one. Um, Whether solicited or unsolicited from your <laughs> friends and relationships. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, mainly it's just, it's just like to like, I guess breathing techniques, like that really helps calm me down. Um, so it's like this, this kind of like feeling your breath kind of like throughout your body, like before you go into the day, cause like I get all hyped up and like anxiety, like ridden. So it's just like really like calming myself, which like this came from my therapist, which is <laughs> great. But like, it's just like really like grounding technique. So it's just like you like, feel like five things in like your area that you're in like you're feeling your breath from like your head to your toes and like all that kind of stuff I think that's really good for like someone who has like high anxiety like myself like just to like ground yourself before you go into a situation that way you're not all like hyped up and like anxious and like not being who you really are <laughs> yeah no that's great that helps so much I've definitely done that a few times when I felt like oh my god I'm not okay like I can't do this mm -hmm. thing that Yes, I can do. I'm fully capable, but I've definitely let my anxiety take the lead. And that has helped me so much. Well, thank you again, Stephanie. Yeah, I really, really am so grateful that you came on and happy birthday. Thank you. What a way to <laughs> kick off a new year. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> did you schedule this today on purpose or just yes, like I work? Did. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, I love that so much. That makes me so happy. Oh my God. Are you doing anything else for your birthday? Um, I had some stuff planned this morning, but this crazy snow kind of made me have to reschedule everything. So it'll, it'll happen this weekend. So I'm going to meet up with some friends. I'm going to get a massage, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Oh, everyone send good, happy, healthy, wonderful birthday vibes and wishes Stephanie's way. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh... 
sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!